marriage can have some really, really tough times. And maybe you're in that mode right now and you wonder, like, is this all there is? Does anyone really enjoy this? Or maybe your marriage is not horrible, but it's only just tolerable. Maybe it's even kind of pleasant. You're wondering if there's more. Or perhaps you're contemplating marriage, but what you witnessed of your parents' marriage leads you to continue to wonder, is it even possible to have a happy marriage? The Marriage Podcast for Smart People is designed to help busy couples like yourselves move away from conflict and unhappiness to build a marriage you'll love today and treasure for a lifetime. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Learn how you can help save marriages, prevent divorces, and keep families intact by going to oyf.support. Once again, that website is oyf.support. And now, here are your hosts, Caleb and Valinda Simone Gundel from Only You Forever. Welcome to the Marriage Podcast for Smart People. If you want to build a thriving, passionate, and happy marriage, we've got the research, the truth, and the answers you're looking for. So we have a thrilling, encouraging, and I believe hopeful episode for you this week. This is episode number 140, and today we're going to be talking about whether it's possible to have a happy marriage. And I'll just like totally ruin it. I'll just say yes right now. Oh, spoiled everything. Yeah. Hey there, before we get started, if you missed last week's episode, we discussed interracial marriages. So that's worth going back and checking out if that's your situation. But you know, if you have other major differences between you apart from race, there's still a lot to learn from that show. Also, make sure you hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any upcoming shows from us. And if you're struggling with your marriage, we offer solid research-based advice, a kind of blueprint for a successful marriage. And most of all, like today, we offer hope. Mm -hmm. And you'll really see that coming in in today's show. So let's get into this for Linda. The possibility of a happy marriage. Does marriage make you happier? That's a good question to ask as well. Okay. There is a mixed perception of marriage in Western culture. On one hand, it's kind of viewed like the happily ever after, all those romantic notions about it that everyone aspires to. On the other hand, it's considered a restriction of freedom. Mm. There was some famous actress, I just can't remember her name right now, but she had this like funny saying that, you know, marriage is a great institution. I'm just not ready to be institutionalized yet. And that kind of catches both, both sides of this, right? Yeah. And just to quote the researchers, they said, these two competing visions of marriage, the wedding as a doorway to happiness and the wedding as an obstacle to individual growth, subsist side by side in contemporary American culture. Hmm. So we're not all sold on this. And some of our listeners today are still wondering, does marriage actually make you happier? And as Verlinda pointed out, the answer is yes. No, that wasn't what I pointed out. I was pointing out that it's possible to have a happy marriage. Oh, there's a difference there. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So let's start with this. Research almost universally shows that married people are happier than non-married, divorced, or widowed people. Okay. Marriage has often been found to be one of the strongest correlates of happiness and well-being. One study of over 14,000 people cited in Waite and Gallagher 2002 over a 10-year period found that marriage was one of the most important predictors of happiness. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, what? Well, then we have to ask, does marriage make you happier? Or... Is it happier people that get, get married? married? So it looks like it makes it happier. Mm-hmm. So a, a study from 2005 found out that happier single people are more likely to opt for marriage. Oh, there you go. But a 2014 study controlled for premarital levels of happiness and still found that marriage will increase happiness over and above premarriage levels, suggesting a causal effect that marriage causes happiness. Hmm, interesting. So what about the stats on this about happy marriages? 
79% of men, this is one study, and 81% of married married men and 81% of married women reported being satisfied or very satisfied with life. This is higher than for those living together or those who are single or divorced or separated. Another study, 40% of married people reported being very happy with their lives compared to under 25% for single people. Wow. Now, I just want to sidebar for one sec here. In case you are single and you're listening to a marriage podcast, there's still nearly one in four people who are single and very happy. And yes, it's less than the percentage of married and happy, but don't choose to stake your happiness on being married because Mm -hmm. there are people who are not married and are still happy. And there are people who are married and unhappy. Yes. And I just don't want to leave anyone with the idea that if you're single, you can't enjoy life. Or if you're single, you aren't reaching a standard that the rest of us who are married have reached. It's just different. And it's about what you make of your singleness as much as it is for those of us who are married, what we make of our marriages. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm going to go over several factors that can lead or that do lead to happiness and joy in marriage. And I'm just summarizing them here in this show. If you want to learn how to take each of these to a deeper level in your marriage, you'll want to be sure to download the bonus PDF for today's show. That file is available to our faithful patrons who support the ongoing production of our show by making a monthly commitment. And these are folks who are truly serious about strengthening their own marriage as well as the marriages of others. We'd love for you to go deep on this topic and also join our group of patrons in supporting the work that we do here through the Marriage Podcast for Smart People. So we'll just pause for a minute and tell you more about that. What happens when the fairy tale marriage meets reality? Too often, high expectations lead to disappointment, communication breaks down, and the struggles of day-to-day life become overwhelming, leaving you feeling lost and without hope. Unfortunately, marriage does not come with an instruction manual. Marriage troubles are deeply personal and can take a toll on you, your spouse, and your family. Counseling can be expensive and divorce is very costly. It doesn't have to be this way. Caleb and Belinda understand your pain and frustration. Their mission is to help save as many marriages as possible. And to date, thousands of couples are helped through their weekly podcast. But the most important marriage they want to help save is yours. With a minimum of a $10 investment a month, you gain access to exclusive bonus content and valuable information to help you succeed in your own marriage. Learn more about saving marriages and how you can help at OYF.support. That's OYF.support. You're listening to the Marriage Podcast for smart people, for people who are becoming happier. And before the break, we were talking about stats on marriage and happiness. Okay. Can I ask you about that? Yes. Because if I was the person asking, like, is it even possible to have a happy marriage? Right. And then you give me these stats that say, if you're married, you're happier. Like, is this what happiness looks like? That's what I would be thinking. Like, I'm supposed to be happier. Good grief. I'd be depressed if I was single. You I think, lost me I on think that these last people one. want more. Like, okay, you say that you're happier if you're married, but obviously the person asking this question is not happy because they're going, is it even possible? Right. So I'm just trying to say that there is a segment of the world out there that's married and very much enjoying life and marriage. Oh. And their marriage is causing their happiness. Okay. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Now, okay. if your marriage is not causing you happiness, you're in the right place because we want to help you create a marriage that does bring right. happiness. Okay. Okay. So you're saying by giving all these statistics that yes, it's possible. It is possible. It's happening. There are people experiencing this out there. So even if you haven't witnessed it, right, take hope because it is right. real. Right. It's not like this. And that's what, yeah, it's a good clarification. I'm not saying, I want people to know it's not like, you know, 
there's a hundred people out there that actually have happy marriages and you know, half of them have a podcast on iTunes and Caleb and Verlinda happen to be one of them. Right. So like good for you guys. The rest of us aren't going to get there. It's not like that. No. There's actually a large swath of happy marriages out mm-hmm. there. Of the, yeah. And I think even better is that you can get there. Right. It's not like they have a happy marriage and I don't. It doesn't have to start out that way. It's like we can change things and we can yeah. grow and we can become that happy marriage. Indeed. Okay. Well, I'm willing to let you go on then. Oh, phew. <laughs> I almost had an unhappy marriage for a moment there. <laughs> but here's the okay. thing, Verlinda. Like yes. what are the things that lead to joy and happiness in marriage? Okay. And like I said, you can go deep on these with the PDF that we're offering our patrons this week, but we'll give you these seven things now and you can explore them more in that document. Okay. First is communication. Styles, and um, if you go into the show notes for this episode, you'll see all the research articles referenced to these points as to how they help marriage. Styles of communication that were relaxed and friendly and open, uh, dramatic, or... Oh, I like that. (laughs) (laughs) You're in for it, honey. I should have said somewhat dramatic. (laughs) Or attentive, increased marital happiness. So using a variety of different communication styles was also linked to happiness. Couples who are happily married develop unique conversation styles that are more personal, spontaneous, and make self-disclosure easier. Hmm. Especially love that last point. They make self-disclosure easier. It's something we're thinking about. Like, do you talk to your spouse in a way that makes it easier for them to disclose themselves or harder? Mm. Okay. Okay. There's food for thought. Okay. But that communication is a major factor. Yep. Second one, friendship. Yes. Don't miss friendship. Marriage increases happiness and life satisfaction levels overall. And it protects against the dip in life satisfaction many people feel in middle life. And this effect is twice as strong in married couples who are also best friends, like the positive effect. Okay. You're looking at me like I didn't make sense. What? Got a mustache here? Yeah. Going the wrong way? There you go. That really distracted you? Yeah. Good thing these are only audio and not video. (laughs) Okay, folks. I'm sorry. Like they say. (laughs) You can pick your spouse and you can pick your nose, but you can't pick your spouse's nose. Let's keep going, Verlinda. I'm sorry. Yes. What were we even talking about? <laughs> Friendship. Oh. See, yeah. good thing we're such good friends. <laughs> <laughs> so these effects they noted too were found almost universally in universally in different cultures around the world. Like just the importance of cultivating friendship between you. So it doesn't matter what culture you are, you can still be friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I hope so. Yeah. Social support. So marriage, this is a quote here from a researcher, marriage is the greatest source of social support for most people, more than friends or kin, including emotional and material support and companionship. Hmm. What a great quote. Marriages also promote physical health by encouraging you to think about long-term consequences and live healthily, protects mental health by giving you someone to confide in and receive support from. You know, social Hmm. support, it sounds so technical, but this is a beautiful thing when you have it. It's worth building into your marriage. Like you can always turn to each other. Yeah, that's neat. Number four, specialization. This one's kind of interesting. Couples complement each other with different emotional skills, creating a balancing act that leaves both spouses better off. Huh. Kind of like how you're like completely stable and I like go off the charts in either direction. <laughs> it's specializing, right? <laughs> but here's the thing is is not to compete on that or make ourselves like each other or complain about shortcomings. Uh-huh. Even your own. Oh. I don't have any comments. <laughs> Why are you looking at me when you say that? Well, you always you always mention the roller coaster like it's a bad thing, right? But if you stop being the roller coaster, we we would lose something. It would be so boring. It would. Not so that we, you're boring. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I'm gonna have to think this one. Through. We compliment each other, honey. 
Yeah. Yeah. We'll have more discussion after this episode is <laughs> over. So this is also sometimes true with physical skills. Mm-hmm. All sorts of different ways. Kind of like how I can't lift the lid off the septic tank. Yeah. Funny how that works. Mm-hmm. And then the fifth one is meaning. Yes. So marriage spouses together create a shared sense of social reality and meaning. This is a quote again, their own little separate world populated by only the two of them. What? So even a marriage that isn't perfect can still provide a sense of meaning and a sense of what you do matters, which is really cool. Like you as a couple are building shared meaning together in your life. Okay. There's meaning in the bond that you have as well. So no matter what else happens in life, there's someone who cares for you and values you. There's mm. meaning right inside the bond. Yeah. So meaning is, is a wonderful part of creating a happy marriage. Okay. Better sex is a wonderful part. Marriage creates a better sex life due to increased intimacy, exclusivity, and enabling you to continually grow closer together and learn how to enjoy sex more. We talk you about that this. It like it came out of a textbook. Sorry. Would you like to have a pass at it? No. <laughs> you just keep going. <laughs> so we talked about this a lot more back in episode 128. Mm-hmm. So there is, this is countercultural. The cultural belief is that you know, sex out of sight of marriage is more wild, is more fun, is more diverse, entertaining, better, right? But, but that's actually not of, true. All of the research shows that happily healthy married sex is the best quality of most satisfying, enjoyable sex that people are having. Amen. We agree. Finally, humor. What? <laughs> Why'd you look at me again? Marital happiness was linked to the use of positive humor. So jokes that were about the relationship or the spouse in a playful, benign way. Mm-hmm. Negative humor, sarcasm, or harsh jokes at the spouse's expense was negatively correlated with happiness. So hmm. it's not a blanket humor. It's saying yeah. healthy humor. Okay. Positive humor. Yes. And, huh. and here's the key. Your perception of your spouse's use of humor was more important than how you use it yourself. Hmm. So how you see my humor yeah. is very important. Like I need to be concerned with your perception of my humor. Oh, rather than what you think your humor's like. Yeah. Because you might think it's funny, but it they might think it hurts. Yes. Oh. That's kind of basic playground stuff there, but. Yeah. So use humor, but use it wisely and graciously, right? Yeah. So those are seven factors leading to joy and happiness in marriage. Those are directly tied to marital happiness. Work on them and we will too. Let's talk about staying happy long-term. I thought this was really cool. I'm going to end on this note. When it comes to long-term marriages, what makes them happy? That's the question. So we're going to see it's some of the same things. So I'm not going to spend too long on this, but I do think it's worth noting these items because these researchers interviewed 100 couples who had been married for at least 45 years. That's a long time. And these couples identified some variables which were important in sustaining their marriages for so long and in remaining happy throughout. So this is kind of the okay. classics at the old guy down or the old lady yeah. down and say, hey, how did you guys manage to make this work? Yeah. Number one, being married to someone they enjoyed spending time with. Yeah. Number two, commitment to the spouse and to the marriage. Mm-hmm. Number three, a sense of humor. Mm-hmm. Saw that one. Number four, similar aims in life. Friends, similar friends and agreement on decision making. Okay. And they found that men and women are very similar in their responses, like they're identifying the same things. So can I ask you about this being married to someone they enjoyed spending time with? Yeah. What if someone listening here is married to someone they don't enjoy spending time with. That, can you're you, probably married to that person because at one point you did enjoy spending time with them. Yes. Uh-huh. Right? And so you're not right now because of the negative cycle that you're in. But so, you can change that. Right. And they can become the person. Yes. Hmm. I've seen this happen in my counseling office. Mm-hmm. It can change people. That's cool. So, and then, but think about this too. Like when you age. 
Yep. Having a happy marriage prepares you for the increasing health challenges that come with that. Because marital, like marital closeness protects against hardship, right? So aging sucks, mm-hmm. right? But research shows that relationship quality and co- closeness to your spouse buffers against the depressive effects of hardships, such as physical frailty and financial distress. So really? even as your health deteriorates, you want to have this high relationship quality to buffer against the effects of that hardship to help you sustain huh. and be happier even while things are difficult. Right. Really cool research on older couples there. That is neat. So yes, you can have a happy marriage. It is possible. It is also very enjoyable. It's very helpful. And I hope that as you listen today, you're challenged and encouraged to keep moving forward in your marriage. Because mm-hmm. it yeah. is possible. Yeah, go for it. Like, don't lose sight of this possibility. Hold on to that hope and just persist. Yeah. can make this happen, people. Yes. So we'd like to thank those of you who became patrons between this recording and our previous one. Angela, thank you very much for your support, for joining us. And again, thank you to all of our patrons for all that you do to keep our show going and to support our work here as we seek to help other marriages. Mm-hmm. Next week. We're going to talk about how to porn-proof your marriage. Wow. That'll yeah. be a big... But that's all for today's episode. You can get the full show notes at oif.link slash 140. That's 140. Find out how you can help. Go to oif.support. Thanks, and we'll see you next week. The Marriage Podcast for Smart People is totally funded by listeners who support Caleb and Valinda in their mission to save marriages. If you would like to be part of this worthy cause, open your web browser to oif.support. A minimum investment of $10 per month will help restore hope to married couples. Plus, as a patron, you'll gain access to exclusive bonus content and valuable information to help you succeed in your own marriage. Go to the website oyf.support now for more information. Thanks for listening to the Marriage Podcast for Smart People from Only You Forever.